The next ACB Board of Directors meeting will be held Sunday, January 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern. The board meeting will be broadcast on ACB Media 6. Among the agenda items is the format of the DC Leadership Conference. To listen on ACB Media 6, Alexa, ask ACB Media to play Media 6. Go to https colon slash slash acbmedia.org slash six or dial 518-906-1820 option six. The ACB Board of Directors meeting Sunday, January 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media 6. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious. We'll be friends. Welcome in, everyone, to Visibilities on January 14th. We've been sitting here chatting about the weather uh, just about everywhere in the country. It seems to be pretty chilly tonight. Whether you're up in New England or New York or down in Florida, um, nobody seems to be out sunbathing this weekend. <laughs> um, but I want to thank you all for joining us this evening. And I think this should be a really interesting and fun and lively conversation. Um, I am want to strongly encourage folks to join in with any tips on keyboarding that Christine and I may miss up, miss or anything that we may not know that you do. This really is an exchange of ideas tonight. We have, uh, I'm delighted to have Christine Chaikin with me. Many of you know Christine. She's been involved with um, the Council of Citizens with Low Vision, and Let's Talk Low Vision with Dr. Bill, and several other organizations and affiliates of ACB through the years. And I want to welcome Christine and let you all know that what we're going to talk about are some simple keystrokes. Whether you're using a screen reader or magnification or just enlarging your monitor what have you, there are some very simple keystrokes that just can make life a lot faster and not having to chase the mouse around the around your monitor um, that just make it easier and faster to use. And I'm going to start with one very brief one that I've come up with that I came across particularly in MS Word. I think that's one of the most common applications we all use. And for those of us who have been around computers and Word uh, for a number of decades now, um, one that I find very helpful, maybe because I was around it for too many years before, is 
if you're in a Word document and you want to, let's say, change the format, instead of using the ribbon, you can do Alt-O, and if you have a good memory, I think some of it's muscle memory, you can use the old keystrokes that you, we used to use. In other words, you do Alt-O and then F for format or P for page if you want to change the uh, the uh, what am I trying to say line height uh, line spacing that kind of thing it'll bring up those old window those old uh, windows so that you can the old screen so that you can change it the way you did 20 years ago uh, and I, I, to me that's it's helpful for some things that are so buried in the ribbon that you can be forever finding them. And if, so if you do remember a lot of those old keystrokes, that's one way to get at them is just use Alt-O. And a little pop-up thing comes up and says explain that it doesn't actually show you the menu. But if you remember the stroke, you can use it right then and there. And that's handy. And uh, so, f- but before we go any further, I do want to introduce Christine and thank her for being with us this evening. Thank you very much, Terry, for having me on. Well, I'm thrilled to have you with us. And <clears throat> what what first hint would you like, tip would you like to give people? Um, I think the since you were talking about magnification, there is two ways you can decrease and increase the font, which is control plus, and that's a plus sign. So if you press control plus, that'll increase. And then if you want to decrease it, you press control dash. So when I say control plus and control dash, you just press those one of those keys that you want to use at the same time. You do or do not use them at the same time? Well, control plus increases it, and the control dash decreases it. But you can keep pressing the control plus and plus. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, okay. You know, I didn't know that one. That is good to know. Yeah. You know, one of the other things that's an easy thing to do if you want to increase or decrease, I use it a lot on the web. If you're um, trying to, uh, you're on a website and you want to increase or decrease the size of it, of the uh page that you're on is to hit your control key and the roller key on your uh, mouse. If you hold the control key down and just go one click of your roller key of the roller on your mouse, it'll increase or one click the other way will decrease. And you can keep doing that. You can go up one, two, three, whatever uh, to do that. That works in a lot of applications, but not all. Um, I can tell you one, for instance, that it does not work in is Zoom, ironically. But it does work on most websites themselves. You know, especially, I use it a lot if I'm looking at, oh, Instacart, for instance, and I'm trying to check what the price per pound is of something. Uh, you can increase it that way, um, that kind of thing. Um, that is another way of increasing it. Um, what else can you, what other ideas? I'm going to kind of step back and let Christine take, take charge for a bit. Another thing you can do in your web browsers is you can set the zoom level too. 
So you can set it to like 50%, 100%. It's usually under the view menu. Sometimes it's under menu options, depending on what browser you use. Every browser is different. When I say browser, I'm talking about web browsers. Um, another thing you can do is if you're actually in a, in a Word document and it's really long, you could press Control alt space and then it'll start reading that text to you out loud as if you didn't use a screen reader. That's another way of turning the read, the read aloud feature on in Microsoft Word itself. I love that. It's Control-Alt-Spacebar. And it will read it. It will work. It works beautifully in all Microsoft Office applications. It does not work, for instance, if you're using uh, Chrome for your browser. It won't work in that, but it will work in Edge. It works in the Microsoft uh Fields. It works. It works beautifully in Outlook. One of the nice things about it um, is that you don't need. If you're using a mouse with it, and you've got maybe you've got magnification on or not, it you can wherever you hit your put your mouse is where it will start reading. So if you don't really want to read the six-line HTTPS colon slash slash hyperlink. You can just go below it to where it's going to give you an article, whatever, what have you, whatever is in your, in your email. It will read it from that. It will also read it from your reading pane as opposed to opening the entire, uh, you know, instead of actually opening the message. Um, that's, and you, it's, a, it's like a toggle. The control alt space. You hit it again, and it will stop right where you where it end. It'll stop immediately, and if you hit it again, it'll start right there, unless you move your mouse to another location on the message, or in the or in the file. If you're, for instance, in Word. I'm sorry, Christine, I didn't really mean to cut you off. But. No, you're fine. I was thinking of another shortcut while you were talking. Um, another thing you can do in Word is if your keyboard has the function keys that go from F1 to F12, if you press F6, so that's how you can navigate the entire Word document, and that doesn't just work in Word. It also works in Outlook, Excel, any of the Office programs, so... If you, if you were pressing F6 and you wanted to go to the Home tab or the Insert tab, you would just keep pressing that <laughs> F6 key until you got to the Insert tab. Then once you get to the Insert tab, then you would press Enter on that, and then you, would either, you could either tab over to the lower ribbon bar or use your right arrow to navigate the lower ribbon bar. So you could do that either way, but that's one of the quicker ways that you can navigate the different um, ribbon bars and the different um, office programs. I didn't know that. That's a good one to know. That's a very good one to know. I always thought that was just a JAWS. That was only for JAWS. I didn't realize it worked in Microsoft applications. Right. And then another thing you can do is if you use a keyboard, and I get this question a lot from people, well, how do I get to your, ta- how do I get to your attached file if I don't use a mouse? If you just keep pressing control tab, then eventually it'll get to your attachment, your file that's attached to your email. And when you when it gets to that, you could press 
return to, I mean, when you press return, it'll either ask you if you want to open it or save it. Then you just select the option you want from the dialog box that comes up. Very handy. While we're talking about attachments, one other one that's that I find handy um, is if I want to attach something that I'm sending to someone else. Let's say I was sending Christine an, e- an email that I wanted to attach a file to. Alt-N is insert. While you're, this is while I'm in Outlook, anyhow. Alt-N is to insert. And if you just arrow down one, it's that's attachment. Hit enter on that, and it will then bring up your most recent files with the most recent one you worked on at the top of that list. So if I've been writing out a file, creating a file, saved it, and that's the one that I want to send to Christine, it's going to be right there at the top of that list. And so all you have to do is Alt-N, down arrow one, down arrow uh, to attachment, hit enter, down arrow, and you've got the file right there. You just hit enter on it, and it's if you're in 365 with OneDrive, it will then pop up a window that asks you if you want to share it or do you want to send a copy. And you just that's an up and down arrow between those two, and you can just send it. Uh, just I mean, unless you want to share it, usually I just send someone a copy so that it's easier for them to get uh, to be able to save the file itself rather than having to go through the URL to it. So another shortcut you can do is, and this is usually if you contact people and they ask you, well, when you just see a screenshot, if your keyboard has a print screen button on it, now not all keyboards have this, but if it does, if you press that print screen, and then do a control C that'll copy it. And then when you go into your Outlook to get a new message, which is control N, then you tab to the bottom where you into the body of the message after you type in the subject of email, you press control V, then that'll paste the screenshot right within that email message itself. Another good tip. <laughs> now that screen print is usually I mean, print screen. Isn't that usually one of those three buttons that are usually somewhat above and maybe a little to one side of the other of your numpad? It's usually like right in the middle of somewhere. It's usually like right after the F12 function key, but not all keyboards have them. Only certain ones have them. Oh, okay. That's it. I was curious. I thought it was one of the three that are together a little separated from the kind of more above the numpad or at least on most of them. I know it's one of those three keys. I never remember which one, but I know it's one of those. Speaking of the numpad, if you turn your numpad off, the star and the slash key will act as a left mouse button and a right mouse button. Ah, that's good to know. If you were to, so if, if you're actually on your desktop and you're going, well, I don't want to have to open Word and have to, you know, wait for it to open. So if you, if you have your numpad turned off and you click the star of a slash, whatever, which one you're trying to do, then a pop-up menu will come up and you just down arrow to new and then a sub-menu will come up and then you go to Microsoft Word document and then it'll say new Word document. 
And then you just rename it to what you want to call it. And then you just press return. And then you just open that document in Word, paste in your text and save it, which is control S. This way you don't have to go into Word, type the document, have to, and then save it before you make any more changes to it. This way you're eliminating that step by being able to rename the document first, considering that you created it on your desktop. Very cool. Why don't you give us one more and then maybe we'll open the... It's very easy to get overwhelmed. It is. I hope everyone's taking notes. If not, we will have this available as a podcast so you can listen to it uh, again. Uh, because we probably, I probably should have suggested that people have something to take notes with them for uh, tonight's call because there are so many. Yeah, and Terry, really quickly, um, mm-hmm. if anybody does use Mac, I did send you a Mac keyboard trick just in case you want to include those as part of the notes. All right, very good. Um, Katie, I'm, uh, let's give Christina a breather for a minute. And I'm going to ask Katie, I want to thank Katie is hosting for us this evening. I am. And we have a good sized crowd here, a few names I'm not familiar with. So just to be on the safe side, could you run through the procedures for raising hands and all of that kind of fun stuff? Absolutely. To raise your hand on the keyboard, it's going to be Alt-Y. On the Mac, it's going to be Option-Y. On your app, it's going to be in the lower right-hand corner, and you will look for Select Raise Hand. On your landline phone, it's going to be star 9. When Terry calls on you and you need to unmute, on the computer, it's going to be Alt-A. On the Mac, it's going to be Command-Shift-A. On your app, it's going to be in the lower left-hand corner. And on your landline phone, it's going to be star six. And all of those are toggles. So afterward, if you want to remute yourself, for instance, you would hit the star six again. And we do have at least one hand up. Deb, if you want to unmute. Hi, thank you for taking my question. Um, I am trying to make lists sort of like an address book so that I have a document with a title and I want to save it in a list format so that I can find it quickly without going through the whole thing. So what I've been doing is I have a file and then if I want to add something to the file, I do uh, control a to copy, every, select everything, and then Control-C to copy, and Control-V to paste. But when I'm pasting it into the other document, instead of saving the document in that other file with the title, it says Graphic Microsoft Word document. It's happened a lot. spoken to Microsoft about it. They don't know why it does that. Is, do you have any idea? I'm just wondering, where are you copying it from? A document. I'm all right. I'm making. All right. Say I make a. Are they both Word documents? I guess that's my question. Yeah, they're both Word documents. Yes. Somehow it's going as a graphic. I don't know. That's why they're they're surprised. 
So let's say I have recipes. I have a recipe folder. So I have the titles of the recipe. Let's say soup. Okay, and then I, so I have a recipe that I wrote out in a Word document for pea soup. And I've got it in my documents folder. Now I want to copy pea soup into my recipe folder as pea soup under soup slash pea. But it comes up as a word graphic. It won't move it from one file. And, you go, and you're, file. Opening, you're opening your original recipe. You're opening yep. that file. You're not just doing it from uh, file fo- from file manager, okay. right? No, no, no. I've, all right, I've, I created the pea soup recipe. Right, and, and you have, have that file document. open. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. You have that yeah. file open when you copy it. I don't have any ideas, but maybe somebody will come up with it. I, if Microsoft can't come up with it, the odds are I'm not sure I'm going to either. Uh, Christine, you got any idea on it, or maybe we can just see if anyone else does while we uh, has a, has a thought on it as we go through. Yeah, I I'd have to explore that one. I don't understand why I'm doing that, but I'm sure there's some solution. I just somewhere it's picking up a graphic, and I'm not sure. Yeah, and there's no graphic in the document. That's what I'm, there's no. There's no picture so is it, or anything. Okay, is, is the document just all text? Yes. Okay. That's the weird thing. So I, I wrote out pea soup, and now I opened it, and it's in my documents folder under soup, comma, pea. Fine. Now I open up my recipe folder where I have my recipes, and so I copy soup, comma, pea. Ah, And wait I want to go paste it, and I want to go paste it into my recipe that's, I think, where the problem is. That's, okay. I think that's exactly what I was just asking you. And what you, what I'm thinking that you're doing, that what you might need to be sure you're doing, is you want to copy the pea soup recipe. So you don't want to copy it from your documents list. You want to open the pea soup recipe so that you see the whole recipe is open. Uh-huh. Then do you control A, control C, control V. And then get the new yeah, Open your recipe one and then put it in there. Yeah, but if I put it in there, it's gonna isn't it gonna always be open? I just want the title. Oh, you only in want the words. title you you want the t- you just want the title in your list of files? I mean, your I list wanna, of recipes. Right, I want to. I want to make myself a recipe book on my computer, okay. and I want to be able to access when I when I click on the title, it opens up the recipe. Okay. Okay. So no. All right. So what I think you need to do, what I would do in that in that case, is I would start with your first recipe, mm-hmm. and then put the title of it as a heading. And then create a table of contents at the top of your file. And that would automatically pick up all of your headings. And then you could click on that heading and it would take you, let's say you've got 27 recipes in there. And pea soup happens to be the 17th recipe. If you click on that in the table of contents, it'll take you right to the pea soup recipe. You what the trick is what you want to do is you need to have the title of the recipe 
exactly the same. It, you, it will come out with the title of the recipe exactly the same as it is on the title of the of the. Uh-huh. I'm not saying okay. that right, but <laughs> it's going to so it's I... going to make your table of contents say exactly what you have right. what you've created the heading as. How do I create a heading? And then you could probably have your table of contents as links too. Somebody else's. I just heard somebody. Was it Larry? No, this is Eugene. Eugene, yes. Hi, Eugene. So, suggestion for you. All right. First, make your your folder, whatever you're going to call it, like recipes or whatever. Make uh-huh. your folder. Then, when you go to where you've yeah. got your document, okay. Right. Uh, don't open your document. Take and copy your document. You know. Get over your document and do Control C to copy it, and Control X, uh, not Control X, yeah, Control X to move that document. Then go over to where you've got your folder and click it, uh, Control V, and paste it under your folder. So you Wait, have your recipe. Control, isn't Control X to cut? Yeah, you're going to cut it out of there. Your Word document. And you're going to paste it underneath your uh, file folder that says recipes. Oh, I think that's what, that's what I'm thinking. That that what you're saying makes perfect sense as well, Eugene. If she wants all of them in one folder, yes, but she's saying that all she's, in one folder. But she was saying yes. that she's trying to make a book out of it. Well, oh, that, that may be a little bit hard. Well, I mean, no, I can make a folder. No, I want to have a recipe. Because that way, you that way you just go to your recipe folder. You can go down yeah. or whatever you want and click on it, and it'll open it up. Yeah, that's, that's the way I have mine. So control X. Okay, control. Ah. Go get your control folders X made just first. Copies, control the, X just copies to the clipboard. It doesn't right. remove it. It's how you move something. And from then you go into your folder. Go into your folder. Open up your recipe folder. You don't have anything in there, and then do Control V, and it'll paste that document underneath your folder. In your folder. And, so. and, Wow, thank you. Yep. Now, how do I create a heading, though? Did you say I have to create a heading? You don't a need a heading. No, you don't I, need a heading. You, you won't got your need folder already headings. created. I you thought you were talking your about... Folder, right? Yeah, and I yeah. thought you were talking yeah. about actually trying to create a recipe book. Oh, I, th- no, I, was, no. I was going from the word book. That's what the problem... Oh, no. That's where oh, our difference was. Oh, thank you so much. I hope it works. Yay! And one right. more quickie that I found out, just to let you know, F2 for renaming a yeah. document. I never yes. knew... I have a... I don't have good luck with knowing all the function keys. That's another thing I have to learn what the function keys do. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deb. And Ab- you. Abby. Okay, Abby. well, I ha- yes, um, can you all hear me? Yes, we can. Good evening. Perfect. Good evening, Terry. Nice talking to you again. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I uh, have a quick tip and then a question. Um, another way you can attach a file, and I, I don't know if this works in all email programs, but I know it does work in Outlook. You find the file in Windows Explorer, and then you do Control-C to copy. Then you go into Outlook, go into a new message, go down to the message field, and then Control-V as in victory to paste it, and it should automatically attach it. Now, I don't know if that works in all email programs, but it does work in Outlook. Thank you. And and so, and then my quick uh, couple uh, quick questions about the, I don't want to take up too much time because I know you probably got a lot of people waiting, but about the uh, NumPad 
left left and right keys functioning as mouse keys when the numpad lock is turned off. Um, now, isn't one of those commands the same as Shift F10 or the applications key? And also, when you do this, can you do this from anywhere on the computer, or do you have to have be focused on, say, the word icon on your desktop as far as opening a new file? Or, yeah, opening a new file. Christine? I believe that has to be, when you do that, um, when you do the right mouse or left click mouse button, uh-huh. you can either be on your desktop or you can be in File Explorer too. That's the other place that works. And you can also use it in Microsoft Word. So like it'll do a pop-up menu and then it'll okay. say, paste this formatting, place this plain text. And then you just go down and says font, paragraph, okay. and you just select the different options, whatever option you want to go to okay. on that context pop-up menu. Yeah, and, and, and that's the right mouse click, is that right? Yeah. Does it, now, is that the same as Shift F10 or the Applications key? Or is that Maybe a totally different key. menu? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, just thought I would ask. Thanks. Neither one of us claim to be experts. We just that's okay that we, that we would There's, get everybody in and between us well, all, we'd, we'd learn a few things. Right. And I'm no expert either. So, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Just thought I would ask. All right. Well, thank you. Ask. Thank You're welcome. You. Thank you. Eugene. Did you want to ask a question, or we? did you raise your hand to straighten us out on the last one? Yeah, I raised my hand to give the help on that last thing. Okay. Okay. Um, area code 606, ending in 038. You may unmute. Well, hello, you're, you're unmuted. Hello. Hello. I have a real good laptop, or at least it would be if the button to turn it on hadn't broke. Is there any way to open the laptop once the, bro- the button has broken? Not that I'm aware of. Are you crazy? I'm aware of either. I don't think so. I, I know how to shut one down if that had broken, but I don't know how to turn one on. Um, how do you shut it down if one the button's broken? Oh. Well, the way you shut it down when it's not broken, of course. Yeah. But I just, <laughs> I just hoped like anything because it's got such a good built-in microphone. That there was a way. Do you know what brand it is? I'm wondering if you could just get a new one. If it, if it, I, I, I'm not sure on laptops, do those keys pop off like they do on keyboards? I'm wondering if you could just um, get a new a new button for it. I have no idea. I don't think so. I don't. I would think you'd need to take it those. to. I would think you'd need it's, to take it to a local computer shop. Where are you located? I'm located in Gray, Kentucky, and Corbin does have some computer shops. Yeah, you might just, I I would get in touch with them because it sounds like it needs some repair. Definitely. Yeah, I would think so. It was one of those skinny little buttons, and it just ceased to work. But I got it well, from Computers for the Blind. 
They well may be able to do something for you, though. You might have to pay a few dollars to get it fixed, but that's better than having to get a new one. Oh, yes, it is, and it's well worth it. All right. Well, good luck with it. I hope it works out. You can come back and let us know sometime soon. I, I will. You. All right. Take care now. Nora, if you want to join us. Yeah, hello. <laughs> it's Nora talking from Phoenix, Arizona. And hi. My my question is well, I have an old, well, I have a new computer, but I still have Windows 7, and I have a Google. Google emails and Google this and that, and I have a, an old keyboard. But if I want to, let's say if I want to tap on my taskbar for, for let's say a Google Chrome or something, let's say if it's on the taskbar, instead of using my mouse, should I, what keystrokes can I use to click on, in order to click on the, uh, the tasks like uh, like say the task like team viewer or or email or Google for email and stuff like that. I honestly don't use the Gmail application for email. That I honestly I don't honestly know, but maybe someone oh, okay. else I'm, maybe someone else on this call I, does. And um, keep listening, and maybe somebody will come up with the answer for you. I, I do know that in Outlook, you can select your Gmail in Outlook. You can do that. Yeah, but I think she's talking mm-hmm. Gmail. Like, and, Gmail, and, and I, okay. well. I have my Gmail, oh, I have Gmail <laughs> open in my Outlook. I don't know, I, I don't know the, the Gmail application itself. I think it's just, it's, like, a, it's, mean, it's an app. Yeah. I know that, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, I don't. I, I don't know it, but I know that there are um, there are plenty of people on here, I think, who do use it, and perhaps someone can uh, come up with a, with a, an explanation uh, or a suggestion yeah, I'd say for her. Yeah, I like, well, I'm wondering, any kind of a, any kind of an icon on, a, on the taskbar? Instead of clicking with a mouse, what uh, feature keyboard stroke can I use to just click on any icon on the taskbar on Windows? That's what I was so, trying to mention. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. okay. So when you press your start button and your screen reader, whatever you're using, says once you press your once you get down there, if you just keep pressing yeah. tab. And going to class until you uh-huh. get the one you want, then you can just press return, and then it'll it'll open the application. Oh, in Windows okay. Seven, Thanks. yeah, in Windows Seven, when you use the start menu, you'd use your arrow keys to go between them. Right. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. Gary, thank you. I know in uh, what I've got, I got the updated Windows. I use Control M to bring me to desktop. And then if I want to go to Outlook, I hit O. If I want to go to Gmail, I hit G. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a, that's another very good yeah. way of doing it. If you right. don't have it on your desktop, you can do that with the newer versions of Windows. You can do it with your start menu. I, do, I use it all the time. For instance, I'll hit the, uh, what is it that I hit? The Windows, the 
Windows Zoom. I just went and brought it. I brought it up, and I shouldn't have. Um, I hit my stop menu, and then the Windows key, and then like for Excel, I'll just hit the hit the letter E. Right, and it'll and it'll go to it that way, or J for Jaws, that kind of thing. Um, but that doesn't. She's using a Windows Seven, so that wouldn't work for that. Diana, thank you. If you hi, hi, uh, yeah, hi. I have a shortcut, a keyboard shortcut, but also the lady that was just Nora, who was just on here a minute ago. Uh-huh. Now I'm a little foggy on this one. I'm about eighty-five percent certain this is correct. So your mileage may vary. Um, I think it's Windows plus T that takes you to the taskbar. I think Windows T will take you to the taskbar. I can't remember if they started that in Windows Seven or Windows Ten. So if you have Windows Seven, it may or may not work. But I'm pretty certain that will take you directly to your taskbar in Windows Ten and on. And then you just use your arrow keys to go to navigate just through the little icons in the taskbar area. And it will wrap back around um, in that taskbar area. You know, it's cyclical. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's that's one way to do it, too. Uh, but the Thank main thing that I was actually going to give was if you're in Word, and I didn't know this till just a couple of years ago, and I'm one of those, what you're talking about, having used Office for 30 years or whatever. And I didn't know it until a couple of years ago. Um, is Control plus D will take you directly to the font dialog box where you can change everything all in one place, like your font style, whether you want it, you know, Comic Sans, Time New Roman, whatever, uh, the size, you know, the point size, uh, whether you want it bold, italic, strike through. I mean, all of that stuff, all in one little dialog box that you can easily navigate through, you know, with keyboard or with mouse. And it's all just right there on that one dialog box in the middle of your screen. And I love that one. When and I- that's you. And what is it? Control D as in David? Yeah, it's very weird. I know it doesn't sound, it's not very, you know, you think, but see, they can't use Control F because that's fine. Um, but Control D, yes. Control D and, and Alt O F will also do that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's good to know. We've, we've got two ways of getting there. Oh, Microsoft user has like three or four ways to do everything. They do. You're right. They it do. Uses newbie users, and I just want to know one way. Well, <laughs> so usually we'll all navigate to one way or the other, but that's another way. So I want to pass it on. Well, thank you very much, Diana. Sure, you're welcome. And Meryl, I believe you are next. Meryl Schechter. Hi. Good. Hey, Good Meryl. Carrie. Yes, and. Uh, Good evening, uh, Christine. My question, Hello. yes, my question is, um, I am the chair of our convention, virtual convention committee from Maryland, and I'm also a wrangler because it will be on ACB Media. And we have to call people if they're not there for the presentation like 10 minutes prior. And I cannot tell on my JAWS 2022 whether someone uh, someone has left the meeting or entered the meeting, it's not giving me. It used to give it to me automatically, like on twenty twenty one. Hmm. Um. You know what? What I think I would suggest you do with that, mm-hmm. um, where it's such a specific Zoom question right um why don't you drop a note to cindy okay i will 
a community. First I thought maybe I'd call. Okay. A yeah, call. I'm thinking maybe if you drop a note to Cindy, unless you've got an idea, Christine or anyone else does. Um, I do know that Zoom does have accessibility keyboard shortcuts, so you might have to go in the Zoom options or okay. settings and maybe turn one of them on because I know when I have Zoom up and running, it usually tells me when people leave or mm-hmm. come into the room. So I don't know if that feature you might have to turn on. You might oh, want to okay. check All right. I, I appreciate it. I'll do both of those. And I and I don't know whether Freedom Scientific can help either or Vespero can help either. But Yeah, yeah I'm just thinking that where Cindy's got so many calls. Question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm thinking where, where there are so many calls on community, right. somebody else must have run into it if it's a if it's a Zoom issue. No, okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All no right, well, take care. It's good to hear you from do. you. Thanks, take Jerry. care. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Christine, I think we're through questions for right now. So if you have, if this has given you a chance to. Come up with a few ideas. Okay, I have two other keyboard shortcuts. So when you're in Word, uh, you could do Control O, and then if you want to like pull up a name of a program, you could just press your start your Windows key and type in the name of the Office program, whatever application you want to open. And then if you know the file name, you can do that the same thing. Type in the file name, just and then when it's highlighted, you just press enter to open it, meaning return. Can you run over that one more time? Sure. So if you want to, if you want to go and open Microsoft Word, you can just type in Word, and then it'll say Word 2013 and whatever your version of Office is. So you would just down arrow to that and press return to open. And then if you want to. And then if you know a document that you want to open, you could press your Windows key again and type in the file name, whatever it is you want to do, uh, the file name you want to open, and then you just down arrow to, to select it, meaning highlight it. And then when you press return on it, it'll open in that application. So you can actually use that search button on the start menu to search for file names or open any application that you want to open on your computer. Thank you. I would like to do an entire program probably on saving files in Word nowadays because That's a good I can idea, never so I just it's, suggest that to you. It's it's that is a gift to me. I needed that. <laughs> Trust me, that's like a gift to me because I can have the worst time figuring out where I'm putting a file in Word these days with um, uh, 365. I cannot make yeah, sense out really of tricky, where things are going. And, and it doesn't seem to give you the options. And I, I, I do. I just that I end up using the search to find any of my files, um, to find a lot of my files. Or the other thing that is handy that you can do is you can pin it now. Yeah. Um, and, and I've got more things pinned than unpinned, I think, in the last six months. <laughs> because it's that's one the easiest way to, for me to find them. Um, I think but, the easiest thing would be to do, and I tell people this a lot, is create it on your desktop first and then rename it that way. And then you can copy it and paste it wherever you want to save it in a file folder. That might be the easiest when you want to create a new document instead of trying to find it. That that very well may be what I end up doing. 
I always used to love just going to, you know, I, I'd always have a list of files, open the file, save it there, and it was done. Now mm-hmm. it just seems to take, now, but, uh, the other I, I just have no can, idea where it's going, whether yeah. it's on this other PC thing you or. Can do when Windows Explorer because it has that search box in the corner, in the right corner. Uh-huh. You just go in there, you type in the file name, and you press return, it'll come up. It'll list all your files within that file name, whatever you named it. I and mean, then you could just down L and press return to open it. That's a good point, too. I'm thinking more when I'm actually initially saving the file. Right. To know where I'm saving it to. That I just have a, a nasty problem with for some right. reason. But I uh, the way you can go in the word options and select your default folder, it probably yeah, there's got to be. It's it's one of those things I say someday I'm going to sit down and figure it out. Yeah, okay. And when that day shows up, I'll actually be able to reorganize my computer, my files all together. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We all have those some days, I think, in our lives. Well, let me, um, you know, we've had several people that have asked questions and we've had quite a few that have given us some tips and exchanges. Uh, let me just ask, we've got about another six or seven minutes. If anybody does have anything else and you've been kind of steering clear of raising your hand uh, just like Eugene, go for it, Eugene. Yeah, Terry, uh, yes. I've got a, a um, uh, let's see, icon that says documents. And underneath there, when I save anything in Word or whatever, it saves mm-hmm. it underneath the documents. And then underneath the documents, I have all my different other folders, like my one that says Eugene or one that says whatever else, recipes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And once it saves it under documents, I just go in there and cu- copy, cut, Paste it underneath whichever one I want to put it under. I can't seem to figure out how to make it give me that list. Because I got got like 5,500 files on my computer. So do I. Can I explain how to do that list, please? And I can tell you. Sure. Go for it, Liz. Okay. The way you do it is, first of all, you go into wherever you want your folders list to be, which in Eugene's case, he's right, is under documents. And then you hit alt key, and then you hit F, which will give you the file menu, and then you hit N, and you arrow down, and it says new folder, okay? And you hit enter on that, and it will say new folder, and then you rename the new folder by hitting F2, and then you rename it recipes or whatever. And then you've got a folder from then on out for the rest of your life under documents that says recipes. And then you can create another one that says bills. So that's alt. Okay. F. But the question, the question comes in. Yeah. I've, okay. So I have a folder that's called recipes. I have a, a hundred folders like that probably. Right. I now write out a new recipe that I've never had in my computer before. Right. And I write out this recipe and I and I hit control S to save it. Yeah. And it saves it How in documents. Do I, I'm sorry? It's going to save it. If you hit control S. How does it, it know to save it in my recipes folder as it opposed doesn't. to? It, it, it knows that's it. my problem. Wait, let me finish. Yeah. It, it defaults to documents, okay? Right. It seems correct. It defaults to documents. Now, if you had a 
if you had an external hard drive, you could tell it to save it to, if you had like an external hard drive that was named F, for instance, right. then you could create folders on your external hard drive and external hard drives are cheap and you're better off doing it this way with the external hard drive, actually. Then you could create a new folder right there in there. And then when you hit Alt S, you could give it a name that says, F colon backslash recipes backslash carrot cake. Mm -hmm. And then it would go directly to that thing. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you save it as carrot cake, it's going to go to your documents folder and you're going to have to go to the extra step of cut and paste. And then you'll have to put it in recipes and you've got everything saved on your computer hard disk, which is not the best thing to do because if your hard disk ever crashes, you've got, you've lost everything. Yeah, so except I'm that just, if you're using 365, you can also save to OneDrive. Well, you can save it to OneDrive, but it's easier if you copy it to an external hard drive and then you can save all that to OneDrive because that way you can just say F colon backslash recipes and then under recipes you can have another folder that says cakes right. and another one that says casseroles and having an external hard drive gives you a lot more uh, control over your path in an easy way that's understandable you don't have as many levels and it gives you an extra backup system and then if you want to copy your external hard drive to the cloud you can do that external hard drives are really really cheap you can yeah, buy, they're much cheaper than they ever used to be. Oh, yeah, $50, $40. You can buy this huge, huge freaking external hard drive. Yeah, and you so can. I really suggest that people blow the $30, $40, $50, $100 to buy themselves a nice big external hard drive. And then if you want to have a second backup of the OneDrive, you can use that. All right. Well, thank you very much, Liz. Sure. Uh, also, to make a new folder. You can do Alt H N. That allow you to make a new folder. I well, believe it's Alt F N. Um, Alt H. Alt F. Alt H. Alt H. Let me try that right here. That's, Hold that's on. what I use. On, that's what I do on mine. Um. Actually, I don't find, I think it's all FN. So if you find what? that HN does not well, work it, for you. It could, well be, it, it could well be which application you, are you both in the same application? I don't think so. I'm both in, we're both in Windows. So try yeah, Alt you, F, oh, which brings up your file menu, and then it will give you the, the things under your file menu, which are save and save as <laughs> and new folder and various things. So Try that because that's going to give you some some help, folks. Thanks. All right. Well, we, that's thank you for your input, Liz. Very sure. much. Terry, it's seven fifty one. I was just picking up my phone to double check that question too. <laughs> um. Okay, it's seven fifty one. I'm going to give you a want to give. Everyone, an opportunity um, for any less, especially Christine. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. Um, Christine, any, anything else that you would like to add in? I want to give you a couple of minutes. Okay. So if you ever want to close the program, you could do alt space 
And what that will do is that'll bring, so like if you're in Word and say you want to close that program, if you press Alt Space, then it'll say minimize, maximize, and close. So you would just down arrow to the one you want and press return, or you could press the function key F4, which will automatically close the program. So there's two different ways you can close the program. And so if you were to press Alt Space, and then you would go to minimize, and press return, the only thing that would do is that would minimize that program down to your taskbar. So it would still be open. It wouldn't be closed completely. Mm-hmm. And if you press control, and not control, I'm sorry, Windows M, as in minimize or maximize, that will minimize all of your open applications to your taskbar. Um, if you are having difficulty in a document reading something, one of the first things you want to try to do is to hit Alt, Space, and maximize your window. That will solve a great many issues. That is also true if you're on the Internet in a browser. If you're having difficulty and JAWS or something you're using is not responding, make sure your window is maximized, please. That'll help solve a myriad of problems. That can often be very helpful, um, and it's usually, and it, you can also use that kind of as a last resort, particularly if you're someone who has low vision and is using a monitor, uh, because you might be one like me who has a tendency to drag your window around the screen, and that can be a little bit that automatically uh, resizes it and does away with your maxim with maximizing. And but if you-, you are in fact using uh, speech and you're on a, uh, a web page and, and that's you are true. not with speech, I'd say, but what I'm saying is without speech, if you're right. using, if you're using your vision for it. Yeah, I get it. But if you, you are have. another reason to maximize, if you're on a web page is that there are keystrokes, which will not work unless you're maximized. There are so also if, some of the um, some of the options on it. May, uh, some other options that would ordinarily be there may not even be there on when it's not maximized. Absolutely. So maximize as your first resort. Okay. Oh, okay. Th- thank you. Thank you again, Liz. Christine, did you yes. have anything else that you wanted to um, add I in? Think, I can't. Th- although I'm not sure if I said control p but that's the command to print control p right for printing and then if you're in a browser if you're in a web browser and you want to go to your address bar you press alt d and that'll take you to the address bar very good thank you very much i want to thank christine for all of her help tonight and all of her expertise and uh in in keystroking um, we've, she and I have been talking about a lot of things of late and this kind of came up as part of a conversation and I said, yes, let's do it. And I'll tell you, I think it's been very well received. We've had a good number of people on the call here this evening. Um, and I'm sure we've got more that are listening on media. And, um, so we will have the recording available as a podcast shortly and, Speaking of Christine, I'm going to put in a little uh, plug because I think a lot of people are going to be interested in this. Next Tuesday evening at 8.30 Eastern Time, 
Council of Citizens with Low Vision does a program that's called Let's Talk Low Vision with Dr. Bill. And we have an especially well-rounded, very good group of presenters that are going to be on talking about, you know, I started out with the wind, when the weather outside is frightful and the fire is so delightful. And, I said, and then what do you do? You sit and sleep in front of the fire all winter? Let's get past the winter doldrums. So with a good book or with some good television. And so we are going to have on that program next Friday, next Tuesday evening at 8.30 will be Kim Charlson to talk about a little bit about audio description on television. Brian Charlson will be on about, uh, basically the show is on uh, additional reading resources, book resources. Brian's going to be talking to us about Overdrive, about Audible, uh, but several other uh, ways of getting books. Some are free, some are not. Uh, but there's an awful lot of out there to get a good, to get a good. There's no excuse in this day and age for anyone that's visually impaired or blind not to be able to access a good book, because somewhere it's available. It seems. Um, and so Brian will be on. Paul Edwards will be on because he's also very big into reading. Um, Penny Reader is going to be uh, talking with us a bit about um, Bookshare. And Tony Candela from Bookshare is also going to be on. And I think that's everyone. Um, there are five. We're going to have a panel of five people. And we're primarily going to be talking about books and some about audio-described television. Uh just to kind of keep us, give you something to do in the, on these cold winter nights. Um, and with that, I want to thank you all for joining me tonight. I want to thank Larry, as usual, for uh, uh, streaming us. And Katie for hosting for me this evening. And I especially want to thank Christine for coming forward and offering to do this program tonight. Next week, we're going to kind of continue a little bit more. I hadn't planned to do it this quickly, but several people have talked to me about the show that we did last week with Larry on um, some pretty cool abilities and experiences that blind and low vision people have had through the years. And I have two women who have uh, both agreed to be on next week. And I'm not telling you who they are, but you will be surprised. And they both have incredibly diverse backgrounds. And with that, I want to um, wish, hope you all join me next week because I really think you'll enjoy this program uh, that we've put together for next Friday evening. And you know, uh, between the two of them, almost everybody knows one or the other of them. And with that, I'm going to wish you all a very happy, healthy, safe, and keep warm week ahead. And thank you so much for joining me this evening on Visibilities. <laughs>